to Church Matters Podcast for SGC Marlton. This is episode number 12. I'm Jason Reyes, Associate Pastor here at SGC, and with me, as always, is Warren Betcher, our very own Senior Pastor. It's good to have you here today with us, Warren. It's good to be with you as well. Doing this virtually again? Yep. We are still living in a different reality, not the reality that we want to stay in, though. But grateful that we can do this and that we can at least see one another as well, which is a nice thing. We're going to do something a little different this week. It, uh, we wanted to take some questions that our listeners either wrestling with or wondering about. We're going to go ahead and, and start the episode this way. With the call to stay at home, let me ask you this question. How has this affected your personal hygiene routines? Well, Inquiring that, minds really want yeah. to know. Seems like a little bit of an intrusive question here. Uh, but <laughs> let, me, let me say this. I'm still showering. Uh, now okay. I still them when I can. So instead of running in the gym, I'm running it outside, uh, which is a little bit harder on my knees. I've already tweaked my knees. So I'm missing running in the treadmills just a little bit softer for my legs at my age. But getting out to run and enjoying, enjoying doing that, taking walks with my wife. Uh, so we love doing that anyway. So we still get to do that. And yeah, so I'm still showering and brushing my teeth. Well, I am day 14 of being mm-hmm. in the house now. And uh, one of the things that my friends and I have noted is that our routines for personal hygiene, such as showering, have really taken a back seat. Uh, So finally, last night, I took a shower after I'm not even going to mention how many days, really just felt really gross. And I just needed to do that. And I've now resorted to the, um, you don't necessarily have this problem, but you know that all the barber shops and hair cuttery places are are pretty much locked down right now. And and my hair is just like all way beyond control. So I went ahead and cut my own hair last night using thinning shears. No, I didn't trim it. In or anything like that, but just trying to thin it out a little bit so it's a little more manageable. My wife noticed as soon as I came out, she's like, oh, you showered. That's great. Well, I notice, and our folks can't see it, but you're wearing a hat. So I'm wondering if that's... Oh, dude, it, it is I'm my new uniform. A comment, your, a comment on your haircut. It is my new uniform is to, <laughs> to be wearing a hat. It, it's definitely weird. It's definitely weird. Uh, and actually today, we just heard the news that the Summer Olympics has been canceled for the summer and they're looking to postpone for next summer. That's pretty monumental, isn't it? Oh, it's huge. And when you think about the people that are training, you know, and how it disrupts their lives and, and putting off something they sort of live their lives for this moment oh, yeah. and then have it put off. Yep. And for some, it's got implications, uh, but probably many are grateful because they probably, their training's probably very interrupted right now. It's probably both good for some, but it's going to be challenging for others. This might be their window that, and that window closes and it doesn't reopen for them. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And and I'm still a little skeptical as to whether or not it'll even happen next summer, to be honest with you. But we'll say we live in definitely different times right now. Let me go ahead and and jump into some other questions if I can. For those who have families who you are isolated from everyone else, yet you're living in super close proximity to family members, how do you protect your marriages and your relationships with your kids? Because uh, you can be have everybody 24-7 under feet and with you all the time. It's very Any different. advice for our listeners? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> it's funny. We can gear up for this on, on vacations when we really expect that yeah. 24-7. But in normal yeah. life, you don't expect that. Kids are out of the house. People are going to work. And all of a sudden, it's a very different thing. It's going to require much more patience. And we probably still have to figure out how to get breaks, take yeah. a walk, yeah. uh, do things like that. Uh, take a walk, yeah. maybe when you're starting to get a little antsy at home. I'm glad that I can still legally 
come to work and be there. Yes, and, I'm and sure you are. I was going to ask you, is this part of your plan? <laughs> this is part of my plan to protect my marriage. You I, hear love that, Kim? I, I love being home, just not always 24. Uh, how are you going to backtrack on that, buddy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you, you guys, we'll, we'll have some marital counseling later on. So. Yeah, my, my, my wife is much more relationally gifted than I am, so she excels <laughs> And uh, I'm right. sort of the, this is an introvert's dream right now, isn't it? The social yes. distancing and, yeah. and I, like, everything's on their terms now. My wife is being very patient with me, so she's very kind. Yeah. And <laughs> That's uh, good. through this time, do you think that the arts will increase exponentially as a result of stay at home measures? You know, and I mean, broadly from from painting to poetry to writing, any creative expression, music, I would guess more temporary. So my concern is probably the expansion of video gaming and TV watching and those kinds of things, uh, mm -hmm. more than people being creative and doing project orientation. But it probably all has a shelf life and things will run differently. But I think the arts can be used during this time. Uh, I check out my wife's Facebook accounts on there and just watching creative things that people put up, creative mm -hmm. things that they're doing. And it's sort of you are living in one site in a community, just seeing how others are processing. Will it have a long-term impact? Not sure. Yeah, it's been cool though to, to yep. see so many uh, live streaming in their homes, you know, yeah. uh, various musical artists and so forth. And, yeah. and some of them writing new songs and saying, hey, I just wrote this today. I want to try it out on you. And so that's been pretty cool. And uh, yeah. I know just for my own self, you just thoughts of, and I know you're doing this through the daily devotionals, you know, which is mm -hmm. in an artistic and creative expression, but whole Poetry and things like that that I haven't done in years and certainly didn't do unless it was mandated in college are just thoughts now, you know, that are mm -hmm. coming into my mind. And I do wonder for those who are already artistically gifted, right? you know, what the, the fruit's going to be from this, you know, at a, at a really interesting time, you know, yeah. in world history. And it could be so, great fruit. A lot of really good things could be written uh, and done in a time like this. So let me ask you this. How might our stay-at-home orders affect those who already are struggling with addictions? Addictions such as video gaming, day drinking, porn, you name it, under the sun, eating. What are your thoughts along those lines? I would think it'd be more challenging for folks right now. Mm -hmm. um, boredom. Mm -hmm. If you think about causes for certain behaviors, boredom can be one. Depression can be another one. Anxiety can be another one. Because often addictions, it lets us escape the realities. So anything right, that's going right. to let me escape reality of a challenge uh, is going to be more tempting. I think it also, though, gives God a great opportunity to work in a challenge like this. And people can really find you know, that he is really our bread of life and really can sustain us in times like this. But I would think it would be more challenging, not less, which probably means those that who are challenged in these ways, they probably need to have more interactions with people, right, whether it's right, over the phone or through right. email. Be honest about your temptations. This isn't a time right. to go it alone. This is the challenge where isolated to a degree. Uh, we're not able to be together, but it's probably a time to say, I need more help. So it's not a time to mm -hmm. tough it out on your own at home, but meet right. your weakness, right. talk to someone, ask them to pray, and then watch God give you grace in those moments. At the end of that, I don't think you'll, I don't think we end up congratulating ourselves when we grow, when it's really growth prompted by the spirit. I think we really do look at it and say, God, you did something for me I couldn't have done. And others might even help us to get there, but we see God's the author of growth. So I think there's a, right. there's an opportunity, but I think the temptations are greater and we just need to be honest about those temptations. This is a big one. Is COVID-19 a sign of the end times? 
Well, yes, it's a sign of the end times because we're living in the end times. Everything's a sign of the end times. So well, explain. explain. Yeah, but it's not an imminent sign. It's not a predictive mm-hmm. sign. Uh, right. And I am sure there will be some that will put this together uh, and they'll attach some scripture to it and some meaning Dude, and some interpretation. Right you know, it's how tragic. Right this has happened throughout history. You would think we would learn and I hope Christians are more mature and would not start to attach undue things to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you start to think about other places in history of much darker times than where we're in right mm-hmm. now, much more bleak and greater plagues and greater death and more wars. In the economic fallout that followed with that as well. Yes. I mean, you, you go from the 1914 through 1921. I mean, that's yeah, just Spanish a, flu, Spanish flu, Russian revelation, a, a revolution, World War One. And then economic dislocations and chaos in the world, we move on. So it's not that there's mm-hmm. not significance. There's always significance in what's happening because all things are leading to God's conclusion of history. But to right. interpret it in the now and what it means for this moment and what's it mean for next year, that's, I think, a foolish way to go. For our listeners on that line, you referenced that we are living in the end times. Go ahead and give a real quick explanation of that statement. What do you mean by that we are living currently in the end time? Well, I think what scripture, how scripture is to define this is after Christ was crucified and resurrected and ascended, now we live in the last days. All the days we're looking up to the coming of Christ and the great work of redemption. All history points to that great work when God would send his son to save the world, to fulfill the promise he made to Abram in Genesis 12 that through him all nations will be blessed. Everything goes to that pivotal moment, that glorious mm-hmm. moment in history, the most significant point in human history. But from the moment of the ascension on, now it's all looking for the conclusion of history, which is right. Christ. And that's when Jesus uh, returns. When Jesus Christ returns and calls his yeah. bride home. And there's the consummation of all things. This is the great celebration and the new heavens and the new earth. So Christians have been looking for that really for 2,000 years. And certainly mm-hmm. the early church had expectations. And we're supposed to live in those expectations regardless of the time. Do you think that our live streaming of Sunday mornings will later on affect or hurt the church long term when we are able to gather together that folks will choose not to? They'll just go ahead and, and stay with the online streaming. Well, live streaming certainly is a gift to us right now. And it's a great gift. And I'm so grateful for the guys that are helping us get this done for our church uh, uh-huh. with Peter Beninate and, and Scott's helping us. And Dan McClure was helping McClure. us with the, yep. you know, So just Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith, and then your wife, Lori, and the things she's posting. So, so grateful for the many folks in our church that are helping us to do these things. So grateful that we can live stream, but I don't believe that's the way we want the church to function. We're to be together in person. We're to gather Mm -hmm. together, and it's meant to be a live event experience together. This Mm -hmm. is why even prior to this and after this, you don't go to virtual church. Now, are there gifts through that? Sure. Maybe to someone who's homebound, there's ways that this can serve them. But unless we're homebound, we should gather together. It is meant to be a personal experiential event and not a virtual event. It could hurt. I'm hoping actually it's going to grow the church that more people are hearing and then more people will come to find out and to experience it in reality. We love one another by being together. So we need to be together. Right. It's one of those, in terms of what we're seeking to do right now, there's a wisdom of using the tools that are in front of us, that are available to us in a very unique time in Mm -hmm. history. It doesn't mean that there could not be some challenges, but those really become just teaching moments. 
you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, in really pastoral moments where we can, again, you know, scripture is really clear. Let's not forsake the gathering together as some are doing. Mm-hmm. So there is something that to be said about scripture that really does lead and guide us in this way, but you can still see this tool even long-term as you reference shut-ins. Yes. Uh, if you reference people who are on vacation and mm-hmm. still want to be with their church family, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this is a great means, you know, and a mechanism right. Right. Uh, to still stay up to date and be together. But certainly never a replacement. If you can be there physically, you should. Let me ask you. So obviously, pastorally, things have been affected. So what is it looking like for you and the rest of the pastoral team to shepherd the flock while we are sheltered in place? We're praying probably more than ever. Uh, I think we have, because our schedules are different. So I think we're praying for people. We're contacting, talking to our leaders and staying in touch with our leaders because they're doing a great job caring for people. So what's happening in our small mm-hmm. groups, in our community groups, is just wonderful when you hear the stories. Yeah. Of, you know, they're it's they're using the technology. You know, they're having Zoom meetings and they're praying in mm-hmm. these meetings and they're giving updates yep. and there's just so much creativity going on and so much initiative from our leaders and just people even one to another, just friends one to another. So I think that's all very encouraging. Uh, so we're doing the same thing. We're praying more. We're staying in communication with our leaders so we can really get a pulse on the church. Today, we had a Zoom meeting and we're asking, well, are there any updates? There's anything we should be aware of to pray for? Anybody going through a situation that we need to be aware of to either contact them or to serve them, extend care to them. So we're doing that to try to really stay on top of this. We're mm-hmm. strategizing how to serve our people. So we're thinking both short term, but also long term. We don't know mm-hmm. the duration of this. You know, we're all taking our own initiatives to contact people as we're able. Still a large church, so to do that is going to take time, but uh, we're all doing that. I've enjoyed that. I've just enjoyed having some more time to make phone calls, to interact through email or text with Mm -hmm. people. So that's been very enjoyable. I've prayed with dozens and dozens of people on the phone now. There's part of this has been enjoyable. I actually have some conversations I wouldn't typically get to have in the course of a week. That's good. Yeah, it, it is interesting. Some of the, uh, if you will, some of the old ways mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are, are just being adopted and being uh, really fulfilled in different contexts, you know, such yep. as phone calls or FaceTime or even texting. So that's been good. And I really appreciate the way that you are seeking to lead us in this way, not to waste our opportunities to mm-hmm. continue to reach out and care for the flock that mm-hmm. is among us, certainly to be commended in that and uh, encouraging us to do that. Some, some of the things that I want to just before we conclude our time, what has encouraged you so far in the midst of this virus pandemic? I think I've been very encouraged with my interactions with people and their faith, their perspective. So many of our folks do have an eternal perspective. Uh, they have mm-hmm. a big perspective. I think they get the most mm-hmm. important things in our life. God has taken care of our the forgiveness of our sins, uh, which is unchanging. Mm-hmm. News changes. That doesn't change. God loves right, us. That right. doesn't change. Uh, so life can change. Circumstances can change. But I think hearing people with those unchangeable truths, I've been blessed how people have asked about how I'm doing and praying for me. So that's mm-hmm. been encouraging. So I think seeing people care for one another is very encouraging. In some ways, we're, yeah. we're applying the series we just came out of on love. How do yep. we love one another well? I also feel yep. loved by God through all this. Mm-hmm. I continue to see I'm encouraged by the treasure of the gospel. What we believe is life-changing. And right. to have that sure foundation, I don't get tossed to and fro with the news. I'm curious. I'm interested. Uh, I don't like waiting. So I'm having to learn patience. I want resolution. Uh, I want to know end times. I want to be able to plan that. But for what's important, 
it's rock solid. We have a great God who loves us and nothing separates us from his love. So I think those things, just gratitude that I'm not mm-hmm. shaken, that I'm not tossed to and fro by the winds of the news. So that's very right. encouraging. I was out trying to do the shopping, just trying to keep Kim at home. So I'm, you know, one of us goes out. And uh, so I was out doing some shopping. I've seen people from the church at a distance in the grocery store. We're all saying, love to give you a hug. Just won't do that right now. But even just the blessing of, I'm in America and the stores really have food in them. And what a blessing it is to even in this crisis, I'm not worried about my next meal. So Mm -hmm. even small kindnesses of God are meaningful. But the big things, we know whom we believe and we know he's able. Grateful for that. Um, So I think grateful for the truths we believe and grateful for what I'm seeing in God's people. And praying for God's work. And I I have this great expectation, God's working in ways we don't know. So how's the gospel going forward? And we want to keep thinking that. How can we be good news in the midst of bad news? Uh, how can we right. be stable in the midst of instability? How can we bring hope right. where there's confusion, clarity, and truth where there's darkness right now? We have the church has a great opportunity to shine bright right now, both locally and globally. Yes, yes, yeah. I mean, one group that I want to give a, a just really grateful shout out for is uh, all the folks involved in our food ministry. Yep, um, that are continuing to go and to pick up food. Um, and make these uh, donations available, you know, to Mm -hmm. a multitude of people. I mean, you saw today the amount of food that was collected and the ways that they are practicing social distancing, trying to be responsible, Mm -hmm. but yet still taking risks to go ahead and serve other people. Um, And so that's been, you know, a huge blessing to see that. And then seeing guys, you referenced them before, Peter, Dan, Kenny, I mean, literally have given hours of time to helping us think through live streaming and how to do it with excellence, but do it in a way that really serves, Mm -hmm. you know, our congregation. And Mm -hmm. uh, so grateful, you know, for these men who are sacrificing a lot to do these things. Well, scripture memory so far. All right. We have two verses in our I Am series, John 6.35. Do you want to recite that one real quick? You did a good job this past Sunday, by the way. Oh, good. So you're putting me on the spot. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Excellent. So John 8.12 was this past Sunday's message. I'll go ahead and just read it. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Mm. So really appropriate, you know, verses uh, for such a time as this and and grateful for God's sovereign arranging uh, of this series. You know, Mm -hmm. he certainly has more wisdom than we do. (laughs) Yes. Yep. (laughs) I say that tongue in cheek. (laughs) Oh, yes. So, well, listen, church, just in case you don't know, Warren is doing his daily podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. It's titled Words with Warren, going through Psalms. Uh, he has 30 that are picked through right now. And as time progresses, he's going to go ahead and pick some more. But with that, we've also created a Psalms weekly devotional playlist that you can go ahead and listen to just for background music and things to edify your soul. And later on this week, I think it's going to be actually coming out tomorrow, Hymns for Troubled Times playlist. Uh, and there's about uh, 28 hymns that would specifically involve troubled times and how the Christian is to think through these mm-hmm. things. Great lyrics. Hope that you listen to these and that this really does edify your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, before we sign off, upcoming church announcements. Warren, why don't you get us into that? What, what's happening with church services right now? Well, we're planning to continue to live stream, and we're anticipating that's going to be through the next two weeks. So we're hoping to gather together on Easter. Obviously, all these things are held loosely right now, but we'll live stream our March 29th service and our April 5th service, and then really all church activities canceled up to Easter. 
So the Easter egg hunt will be postponed for a later time in a way that we want it to really be a, a joyful thing for our church community, maybe beyond that. And we are right now planning to live stream our Good Friday evening service as well. That's the plans right. as we know them right now. That's good to let our listeners know. Marriage Matters was supposed to kick off on the 29th. Right. Uh, we are, uh, obviously we're canceling that and we're looking for another date. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Obviously, once we are aware of what's going on, uh, we'll plan accordingly and also letting the church know that our spring alpha right now is canceled. It was supposed to start on Tuesday, April 14th. But just good news, we are hoping to go ahead and do this sometime this summer. So really feel like this could be a great time to invite people who have been affected by the COVID-19 in a variety of ways uh, to bring mm-hmm. their questions, to understand what Christianity is all about and how Jesus really is the way, the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. And so we'll keep you posted on that. But for right now, church family, that's what's taking place. Warren, thank you again for being a part of this Church Matters podcast. And for those of you who are listening, hope that this serves you. So grateful for you. We love you, church family, SGC Marlton. And until our next episode, God bless. God bless. God bless.